Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs Podcast. Once up shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Get me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. Uh couple of things that we got to get to for today's podcast, but before we do, let me tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts car level need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, a couple of things to get to today. First and foremost, wishing a happy, happy birthday to our captain, John Tavares. So a happy birthday to JT into his 30s. I believe he's 31 years old today, so on the... On the wrong side of 30, but hopefully that doesn't mean a decline is a coming. But let's not dwell on the potential negatives because it's really can't the, the start of the season. It's starting up now. We're back to daily podcast here on Lockdown Leafs. Uh, camp starts this week, starts on Wednesday. So we're going to tell you all about uh, what's going to be happening in camp. The team announced their camp details. We'll go over that. I'll, I'll let you know what uh, what the plan is for all that. And when we're going to be seeing some preseason games. Uh, and I also have some kind of camp questions that I have going into it as well. So, you know, if we still have some time, we'll get to that. Uh, but also the Maple Leafs rookie camp has come to a close. Uh, it finished today, their final game. They lost 7-6 in overtime. So uh, a big back and forth game. But regardless, they they finish up the, the rookie camp and now main camp just a couple of days away. So let's get this thing started by talking about uh, main camp, right? So we've got camp starting up on Wednesday, September 22nd. I cannot wait. I'm really excited for it. Uh, Kyle Dubas, Sheldon Keefe, and some players are expected to, to speak to media on Wednesday. So I will obviously grab some of that audio, figure out what they're saying, um, hopefully be able to play some of that audio for you on Thursday's pod. So make sure you're here on Thursday to see how day one of camp goes, uh, potentially Wednesday night. We'll see what ends up happening, how my schedule kind of goes, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but regardless, uh, later this week, we will hear from Kyle Dubas, from Sheldon Keefe, and some of the players. We talked a lot about what this offseason was, how they did, and now let's see how they believe what they've done will help them go forward and how this team uh, has been put together and whether or not it can bring them a championship because that's their goal. Clearly, that is their goal. And uh, it all starts on Wednesday. The first game will be had on Saturday. Yes, we are less than a week away from getting to see the Maple Leafs out there on the ice in game action. They'll be taking on the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday night. It'll be at the Scotiabank Arena, so you can go and get tickets. I believe there are going to be tickets available. Um, it, it is unclear as to how many tickets will be available uh, or how many people will be allowed in the building, I suppose. If you recall, we did have, what, up to, I think it was like 500 only. It wasn't a lot of people that were uh, at the game for the the one playoff game for Game 7. They had well, something like 500 uh, fully vaccinated uh, uh, workers. They were 
front front frontline workers that were at the game. And I think they're hoping I, I heard that they are expecting at some point this season. I don't know if that means that by the beginning of the season, by the season opener, by by early to mid-October, or they mean later in the year. But at some point, they're expecting full capacity at the Scotiabank Arena. Now, what that will mean is obviously you have to have proof of double vaccination, um, and you'll have to also prove a negative test. So you'll have to prove uh, have those that proof in order to go see a game this season. So uh, that, that is one thing, but anyways, we're getting a little, little bit ahead of ourselves. The first game will be this Saturday against Montreal Canadians. I'm not expecting to see a lot of the regular group out there. You might see a few of these guys. I mean, of an 18 man lineup, 19, 20 guys, I guess that's in a lineup. Maybe half of them will be regulars. The other half will be, uh, some rookies, some AHL guys. Maybe we only even see like six or seven regulars in there. But uh, I know for a fact we will not see Austin Matthews as he's not uh, quite ready to go. I think he still did have, um, still did have like some bandages on his wrists. Um, he's been doing the media rounds. I think I saw some photos of that. So not quite fully healed uh, from his wrist injury, uh, from his wrist surgery that he had five-ish weeks ago. So the timeline took him until about mid-September. So it makes sense that he's not going to be ready to go. Uh, but he did say that he should be ready by game one of the regular season, but not quite ready for game one of the preseason which will be this Saturday against the Montreal Canadiens so uh, six games in total for the preseason all of which against Montreal and Ottawa which makes a ton of sense I mean when you look at it they're gonna a they don't want to cross over borders so there's that all reason as well but b keep it all as close as possible so you don't have to hop on to planes and you know do a lot of traveling keep it tight keep it close just get your legs underneath you um so it'll be between the montreal Canadiens and the ottawa senators they'll play three games against each for a total of six games between all three of them um they'll each get six games uh with three against each opponent yeah just yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, so that that is that. I guess I'll let you know exactly what it is. So um, this Saturday, September 25th, against Montreal at the Scotiabank Arena. And then on Monday, so two days later, they go to Montreal, and they'll be playing at the Bell Center. And then on the way back, they hit up uh, Ottawa for a couple of games at the Canadian Tire uh, Center. That'll be on Wednesday, September 29th. And then a little bit of a break, actually. They don't play for another five days. So they'll come home, uh, practice, I'm assuming, keep her going, and then go back out Monday, October 4th for another game in Ottawa at the Canadian Tire Center. And then they head back on a back-to-back. So you get a back-to-back on uh, a back-to-back in preseason. So, um. I don't know if you want to look at that and say uh, that'll, I guess, give some players a chance. Although I doubt they'll probably have an A squad, a B squad. Probably never going to have. They probably only take everybody out there because it's just for one day, and then they're back. They'll probably just take whichever team and then leave the rest of the guys at Scotia Bank because the next night they're back. Tuesday, October 5th, against the Montreal Canadiens at Scotiabank Arena. And then a few days later, on the Saturday, uh, October 9th, they play the Ottawa Senators again at Scotiabank Arena. So 
that's the way it is. It's it's pretty quick, right? From the 25th to the 29th, they got three games, and then they kind of don't play all that much between September 29th or September 30th, rather, and October the 9th, just three games between those days. But six games in total for the preseason schedule, and then uh, the real stuff starts on the 13th. So that is, so far, the details that we know uh, about training camp this week. Um, so yeah, we'll have some, some players and Dubas and Keith speaking with me on Wednesday, uh, which means on Wednesday or Thursday, I'll be able to get that to you. I'll break it down, tell you what I think about what they had to say. Uh, and then obviously our first game on Saturday, which means on Friday, we'll get to do a preview. It's a preview of the game. Maybe we'll, we'll get a, we'll, we'll hear Friday morning about who is going to be playing in that game. And we'll get to talk a little bit more about it. Um, so let's take a, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we will, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some camp storylines with it, uh, with it upcoming here in just a couple of days. But before I do, let's hear from a couple of our show sponsors, fan tracks and direct TV. All right, hockey fans, now I'm going to give you the inside track on fantasy hockey. It's Fantrax. Fantrax free NHL fantasy hockey league manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. Sign up for free today, and as a special offer for Locked On Leafs fans, you'll be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up. That's Fantrax.com slash locked on to sign up for that chance to win that free NHL signed Nathan McKinney jersey. Fantrax is the top fantasy hockey platform in the industry. They're the most customizable fantasy platform, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed. If you're coming from another service, Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed. Ever have a trade go wrong or make a mistake in dropping a player? If you've had leagues on Yahoo or ESPN, migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. Fantrax commissioner tools allow you to undo any move with one simple click. It's among the most trusted names in fantasy sports since 2008, offering hockey, Football, baseball, basketball, college basketball, college football, golf, soccer, and even NASCAR. If there is anything lacking in your fantasy league manager, Fantrax likely has it. Fantasy sports doesn't sleep, and neither does Fantrax, with seasons running 365 days a year. There's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax make it their permanent home for all their fantasy leagues. Again, sign up for free today and be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up today. That's Fantrax.com slash locked on. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's a no 
annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. Mike DiStefano, the host of this program. Uh, So camp starts up Wednesday, September 22nd, just a couple of days from now. And there's a couple of storylines that I've kind of been wondering how, you know, uh, some questions I guess I have heading into camp. Some storylines I'll be watching. And here they are, all right? One of the things that I'm wondering, one of the things that has been eerily silent right now is what's going on with Morgan Riley's contract extension. Will there be an urgency to get something done with Riley before the end of camp? Typically, players don't like to drag contract negotiations into the season. Usually, if something's not done by the end of training camp, that means that it's just that's they're, they're taking it all the way to the end of the season. That's usually the way that it goes. Um, and then they'll either try and rework things when when the year is over and try and, and get a contract dealt with before free agency. But if not, I mean, at that point, you might as well wait and see what free agency has for you. So I there should be some urgency here to figure out what the Maple Leafs uh, or what Morgan Riley wants more so and if the Maple Leafs can do it. And if not, then a serious conversation will probably be had of whether or not the Leafs uh, can go into the season with Morgan Riley not under contract and risk bringing him all the way to free agency and losing him for nothing, just like they've been doing with a lot of key players over the last little bit. But I understand it too. Morgan Riley is a big piece. And even if you take him all the way, you know, trading him isn't easy. It's not easy to win that trade because it's, it's going to be tough to get rid of Morgan Riley and still be as good or better. And when a team is looking to win a Stanley Cup, it's really tough to do. So, I mean, best case scenario, we somehow wake up Wednesday morning and there's a brand new, like seven years, $7 million per season extension uh, ready to be signed. That would be best case scenario, but we'll see. But that's one of the things that I'm kind of looking for. Is there any urgency on the Riley front and uh, are, are any negotiations going to be had? Uh, okay. One of the other things that is obviously a, a, a camp storyline is the battle for the left side. There's been a lot of discussions about Nick Ritchie, Michael Bunting, Ilya Mikheyev. They just signed Nikita Gusev. Uh, I talked about him in my last podcast. If you want to check that out from Friday, uh, they just signed him to a PTO. 29-year-old winger had some some real, real success in the KHL. Did well a couple of years back in his first season in the NHL uh, with the with the the New Jersey Devils, but then didn't quite follow it up with a, a great sophomore campaign here in the NHL, but we'll see uh, where that ends up, where that ends up happening. But one of the players who is getting really kind of left out of the conversation here for whatever reason is, is, is two guys really one Nick Robertson, who I'll talk about in a moment had a really strong rookie camp for the Maple Leafs down in Traverse city. Uh, one of the guys that obviously is, is turning heads down there and that was expected. He's one of the, the least top prospects, if not the top prospect. And at this point, you know, now he's 21 years old, a couple years removed from his draft year. He's ready to, to somewhat contribute to this team. Uh, so he's somebody who hasn't really put his name in that, in that battle, you know, quite yet, or his name doesn't come up as often, but I think it should be in there. And I think he will be able to compete. The other name that for whatever reason is not brought up as much as of recently, at least is Alex Kerfoot. 
if you recall, Kerfix has spent a lot of time on the left wing, especially with Tavares. You know, when guys get injured, he's usually typically the guy who moves up. And they went out and they got David Camp. And they have a guy like Jason Spezza and Pierre Engvall, guys who could play on the fourth line down the middle. I mean, it's very, it's entirely possible that they end up moving Alex Kerfoot into a top six wing position, whether it's with Nylander and Tavares, whom he's had experience with, or possibly up with Marner and Matthews, I suppose could even work, but he's not out of that battle. He's going to be included in it. And it's just something that I don't see being written about or talked about by a lot of people, but Alex Kerfoot, like, where does he fit? That's my other question. If he doesn't fit in that top six, where does he fit? Like, I guess I see him, I view him like more as a, a, a winger at this point. On this team, I suppose he could be a fourth line center for this for this club. But at three and a half million, I would rather him use him a little bit better than that. Um, and I just see, I don't see Kerfoot being like a shutdown winger on the shutdown third line that, that they're looking to form here. So where does he fit? Kind of if you can try and make him work in the top six, it makes a little bit more sense, to be quite honest with you. Or could a trade be in the works? I mean... Three and a half million, if they can alleviate that cap, maybe bring in, you know, some more depth or bring in another defenseman for on the right side, you know, to try and, and fill that Bogosian hole that's still somewhat there. You know, maybe even Kerfoot, maybe there's there's discussions there that in camp, maybe somebody gets injured on another team and they do need to fill a top six spot. Maybe Kerfoot is somebody who is quietly being discussed by Kyle Dubas as he looks and maybe doesn't see an exact fit for him on this team anymore. That said, he does play the uh, he does play uh, key special teams. He is a a penalty killer for this team. He's also plays on PP two at times, so he does play some some really big penalty killing minutes or some really big special teams minutes. But I feel like that could most likely be uh replicated by some other players on this roster if given the opportunity if he does find himself out of Toronto or out of this lineup so that's one other one uh when will Matthews be ready to go is another camp storyline we're clearly going to be taking a look at um and obviously this also means to start Matthews and Marner will not be able to to find chemistry early on they're gonna have to move some things around maybe that's where Kerfoot ends up uh, through camp, maybe he kind of takes Matthew's spot on that top line throughout camp, and maybe him and Marner try and find some chemistry um, just to see what it looks like. You know that 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 could be it. Uh, you know, uh, he's not going to play. I would be shocked actually if Matthews plays any preseason games at this point. Maybe the final game just to give him uh, a day to see what it or one game at the very least to see what it looks like. But uh, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll be. Somewhat surprised if he does get into one game. Um, and then the last kind of camp story I have is, is you know, is how's this goaltending going to shake up? You know, you've got the goalie uh, Jack Campbell, who's coming off a career year, played phenomenal, ended up winning uh, the battle, the job from Freddie Anderson. And he's going to a contract year. But is he? Can he be a, a a number one goalie? We've never actually seen it before. And they just paid what three point eight million dollars to another goalie to come in and compete with them. So how that goaltending tandem is going to shake out is really kind of intriguing to me. 
because Peter Morazic is also a pretty solid netminder in himself who's coming off a good year. But both have had some injury issues. Neither has really established themselves as a true number one. They've both been tandem goaltenders. Early in his career, Peter Morazic played a little bit more with Detroit. But as of late, especially the last few seasons in Carolina, it, that has not been the case. He's He's been a, a tandem. It's just the way that it's been. So those are kind of the, the storylines that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Also, like, can William Nylander pick up where he left off? And, and I'm not sure if that's something we'll see in camp. Perhaps it is. I don't know how much I'll read into uh, a, a slow start or a fast start to camp for Nylander. But that is one of the questions, I suppose, that I have going into the season is will he pick up where he left off, where he looked like um, a force, one of the best players out on the ice. And according to my locked on NHL colleagues, a top 33 player in the NHL. Can he continue to, to look like that? out there this season uh, like he did last year in the playoffs. So those are kind of the storylines that I'm looking forward to here in camp. Um, I'll probably go over some of this stuff and, and address some of this stuff as we start to answer a few of these as camp begins later this week. But as of now, heading into camp, these are some of the questions that I do have uh, and some of the storylines that I'm, I'll be paying attention to. If there's something that you're paying attention to, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. What camp storylines what camp battles even will you be uh kind of zeroing in on just kind of what are you going to be watching for throughout the next two weeks uh as as training camp gets underway and gets going here for the maple Leafs? hit me up on twitter at mickey underscore canuck uh and let me know all right we'll take one more quick break uh, and when i get back we'll chat a little bit about uh maple Leafs rookie camp and talk about a couple of the players that uh, that turned heads at rookie camp. So we'll do that when we return here on the Locked On NHL podcast. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that the Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time only? Right now, they've got Grasshopper Cookie. It is phenomenal. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about all of their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And know this, my favorite flavor, the peanut butter brownie. It is fantastic. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that we provide. And not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy or gal, but also good for the keto diet. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like and get it now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. I know I said Locked On NHL on the way out. That was a ugh, mistake. I I did the Locked On the, the Locked On NHL show recently, uh, and that's why it was stuck in my head for whatever reason. But this is clearly the Locked On Leafs podcast. And thanks so much for being uh, being a listener to the show. Just a reminder: we're back to five days a week, Monday to Friday, each and every day. Uh, all throughout the season, we'll have awesome content. You know, 
post-game analysis, previews to each and every game, each and every matchup. Also take a look at, you know, some of the the quotes and some of the GM comments or coaches comments, what the players are saying. We'll dissect some of the player moves, some talk about some trades that either happened or that should happen. Lots of stuff to discuss here on the Lockdown Lease podcast. So make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's take a look at the Maple Leafs rookie camp, though. And the Leafs leave Traverse City with a 2-0-2 record. They drop their final game tonight in overtime, uh, 7-6 in OT. They lost. Uh, so a high-scoring affair, real high-scoring affair. Uh, but there's a couple of names that have kind of stood out uh, that I've, I've, you know, I've, I've read from some scribes, some names that are sticking out over the course of this rookie camp. So we'll go over some of those guys. And the first one is Alex Steves. I somewhat talked about him in my last show, um, but he just keeps keeps turning heads. Like he was doing really good in, in rookie camp before they went to Traverse. And now that they're there, he has continued to succeed in Traverse. So turning, turning heads with some strong uh, development. Um, he came out, he's like, he basically was a guinea pig for Haley Wickenheiser this summer. And they really helped him with his game. Um, he did leave, uh, the last game with a shoulder injury and did not play in the finale earlier today. He's considered day to day. Hopefully it's just precautionary, uh, since I think they plan to get a good look at him in main camp, which starts again on Wednesday. But Alex Steve's a guy who I would keep an eye on, um, because he could potentially be somebody who factors in to, uh, to, to this club. If not as a, as a, a strong AHL guy with some call up potential, potentially he can even fight his way and be a, a random name that that makes his way onto this roster come night one uh, with a very strong camp could very well happen. You know he's an NCAA guy, so he's not extremely young. Um, so maybe it happens. Nick Robertson also uh, a guy who played really well at the rookie camp, uh, played like an absolute jackrabbit, high intensity, and I love to see that actually out of uh, out of a, a guy like Nick Robertson, like. He missed some key developmental time last year with some injuries, so he knows that this is going to be a big season for him. So starting off with a strong rookie camp, I think, is a good sign for him heading into main camp where he's got a shot to compete for a top-six role with the Leafs, right? So he's out there. He's playing at a high-intensity level, even though he is you know, a little bit better than most of the players that are that were out there. He's still playing like a like a like a jackrabbit, I guess. Like he's a dog on a bone. He's in there digging for pucks, digging for for loose pucks, and you know, in there first on the four check. And you know, he's just really active in the play, and it's really good to see, considering that I think he's got a shot to potentially um, compete for 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 a good role with the Leafs. And you start with a big first rookie camp, you come through, keep it rolling with a good training camp. And uh, maybe he can work his way onto the main roster. We'll see. Um, Matt Hellickson, another guy who had been mentioned a couple of times, signed a one-year AHL deal. Um, and it's a name that I think is worth noting as he's really impressed at this tournament specifically. He ended with goals in three straight games. He's a he's a blue liner. So like a defenseman who scored in three straight games. And what's weird is he's not really known as as a, an offensive defenseman. Like he's somewhat more of a, a stay-at-home type of guy. Like just one goal last year in the NCAA with Notre Dame. Um, but three goals in this tournament. He was stepping up 
uh, into the play and and coming in and I I watched the the highlight from today's and he kind of just took the puck from the top of the circle, walked down to the to the faceoff dot and fired in a wrister into the back of the net. So not a, a nice, pretty good shot that was a little deceptive that beat the goalie. And if that's something that he's worked on, that's actually a really good sign for the Maple Leafs and for the Marlies. I guess he's got a, he's on a Marley deal for now, but. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they also invite him to Maple Leafs camp, and maybe he can end up getting himself a, a two-way deal out of it. Six foot, buck eighty-five, twenty-three years old. He played at the World Championships for USA this past uh, off-season too. Played in nine games for them uh, and just got one assist. But you know, so he's got some playing experience against men uh, as early as this past summer. Also played a few games in the AHL last year, but it seems like he's somebody too who maybe it's just because it's this one tournament, but someone who is turning some heads and could potentially have an opportunity to uh, earn himself uh, an NHL contract, a a two-way deal perhaps um, at some point with this team. I know he he does have a relationship with new front office member Ryan Hardy, and that's kind of why he ended up signing here in Toronto with the Marlies. Uh, but we'll see what ends up happening. So Matt Halleck's and another name to kind of keep in mind. And uh, yeah, but we're going to have the Athletics' Scott Wheeler join us on the show later in the week. Uh, he's been down in Traverse City all week long, and he saw every second of the tournament. So he'll come on, he'll chat about all this stuff, and just give us his overall thoughts and opinions on the Leafs in general. And that's going to be coming up later in the week. But that is going to do it for us here today on the podcast you can uh i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the locked on these podcasts on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily leaves content follow myself on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow the show at locked on leaves i'll be back with another episode tomorrow but until then keep it locked right here on locked on leaves